Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's September 13th. On this day in 1848, Phineas Gage was struck through the skull with a tamping iron. Gage was the foreman of a railroad crew, and they were clearing the way for a railroad by blasting holes in rock through the side of a hill. It was a several-step process. Step one, you made a hole. Step two was to put gunpowder into the bottom of the hole. Step three was that the foreman would put a fuse into the hole. Step four was that the hole would be filled in with soil, and the foreman would tamp that down with his tamping iron. Step five was to light the fuse. Another crew, once the explosion happened, would clear away the rubble while the first crew went on to dig the next hole. Gage had done this over and over and over, but on September 13th of 1848, while working outside Cavendish, Vermont, something went wrong. He lowered his tamping rod, which was made out of iron, to tamp down the soil, but there wasn't any soil there yet. So the iron struck rock and it made it spark. And when the gunpowder exploded, it drove the tamping iron up under his cheekbone, through the frontal lobe of his brain, and all the way out of his skull. It landed several yards away. It was amazing that he survived this at all. It was also amazing that he survived the recovery. The germ theory of disease didn't really exist yet. Nobody had a sense of how to clean a dirty wound like this and how to keep it from getting infected. He also lost a lot of blood. He sustained a number of burns. And the tamping iron, when it flew through his head, took a chunk of his brain with it. He might not have even lost consciousness, though. In the words of the local paper, quote, the most singular circumstance connected with this melancholy affair is that he was alive at two o'clock this afternoon and in full possession of his reason and free from pain. The medical treatment that Gage got after this injury was really based on the idea of the four humors and how in the body there were four humors that needed to be kept in balance. His doctor thought that the blood loss helped him out in this whole regard. Ultimately, he did recover, although he lost the eye that had been damaged when the tamping iron flew behind it through his skull. He did have some notable changes in his behavior, though. He had been described before the accident as smart and competent and reliable, but then after the accident, he was described as fitful and irreverent profane, impatient, obstinate, capricious, and vacillating. His doctor, whose account may be a little biased because he was trying to get attention in a medical journal, described Gage as kind of like a child. His friends and family just said he was no longer Gage. Although sometimes he's described as never being able to hold down a steady job after this, that is not true. He did have steady work for much of the rest of his life, as as long as his health allowed him to do it. He definitely, though, had different behavior from before. He died in May of 1860, so many years after this accident happened, and he was buried on the 23rd of May that year. 
Today, Phineas Gage is famous in the world of neuropsychology. He became a textbook example of how different parts of the brain have different functions and how a brain injury can affect a person's behavior. He didn't, though, revolutionize the entire state of medicine. Sometimes you'll read articles that make it sound as though the reason we have lobotomies is because of Phineas Gage, and that's more like people in the present retroactively assigning Phineas Gage to the phenomenon of lobotomies when they weren't directly connected in that way. You can learn more about all of this in the September 11th, 2013 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class, and you can subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks also to Tari Harrison for her audio editing work on all of these episodes. Tune in tomorrow for an event that led the U.S. Secret Service to take on a whole new set of duties beyond chasing down counterfeiters. (laughs) 